Welcome to On the Job with Porak, your go-to place for public safety and officer rights, giving you the news you need to know and discussing the issues that matter. Let me tell you a little bit about Porak. It was established in 1953. We're a federation of associations. We represent over 70,000 members via 930 associations. We're the largest statewide organization in the United States, and our core mission is networking, advocacy, image, training, and benefits. Welcome. This is On the Job with Porak, and I am Brian Marvel, president of Porak. Just want to talk a little bit about my experience. I've been a police officer for a little over 19 years. Prior to being the Porak president, I was a president of the San Diego Police Officers Association. And before I joined law enforcement and became a peace officer, I was a veteran in the United States Navy. And with me today, I have Brent Meyer, the current vice president of Porak. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, like you said, I've been the uh, vice president for Porak for the last four and a half years. I was elected in 2013, and uh, I'm a police officer in Sacramento. I've been a police officer there for about 20 years and uh, started my entire law enforcement career right out of high school uh, with the police department. I've worked in uh, patrol, obviously, our bicycle unit, uh, motorcycle, uh, traffic enforcement, um, and then I was the POA president for SAC POA for about five years. Very nice. Why don't you tell us about the positive role PORAC has played in crafting law enforcement policy throughout the state of California? Well, I think we've done a really good job at establishing a reputation uh, that's known throughout the state and most importantly in the state or under the state capitol dome uh, for advocating uh, aggressively and effectively for law enforcement professionals. We've done a great job at communicating to our elected leaders uh, what we face on a daily basis and why it's important uh, what we do and, and how we keep people safe. And not only here in the state of California, I've noticed, uh, I haven't noticed, but PORAC has been uh, really trying to step up on the national level, and I know you've been an integral part of that. Why don't you talk a little bit about how that came about and, and why you chose to become, why did PORAC move into the national advocacy? So we had a national advocacy program prior to 2013. Um, and we really wanted to expand that. Uh, the past president, Mike Durant, and I uh, talked about it, and we really wanted to have a more important and more visible role in our nation's capital. And it happened before Ferguson when we started doing this, and it just worked out, uh, I think, in a really timely uh, manner that we got back to Washington, D.C., and really reintroduced PORAC to our two-state uh, uh U.S. Senators, and then the law enforcement contingent and the California delegation in the House of Representatives. And so getting back there and just letting them know who we are, um, because we're from California and we represent such a large uh, cross-section of law enforcement in California, we've got a large voice. And I think it was important to make sure that we had that uh, communicated to our our nation's leaders. Yeah, and um Brent and I were just recently back there, and we had some uh, fantastic meetings with uh, a lot of the California delegation. Um, I thought the the trip was very successful. Um, it was, like you said, it was very important to introduce PORAC to all of our elected leaders in Washington, D.C., and advocate for uh, law enforcement, not only in the state of California, but also nationally. And uh, I thought we had... Uh, 
a great time discussing the important issues that are facing law enforcement today in 2018 and trying to move the ball forward. And I know we had about uh, 15 plus meetings. Uh, It was a very long several days that we were there. Um, But it was very important that to let those elected officials know uh, we represent a very large uh, group of law enforcement specialists. And, um, you know, why don't you talk a little bit about some of those specialized law enforcement groups that we do represent and we can bring to bear in Washington, D.C.? Well, I think our feet would uh, would argue that we did not have a great time because they were hurting <laughs> at the end of our trip. Very true. It certainly wasn't a uh, it wasn't a uh, uh, vacation, if if that's what uh, people are thinking. We we did work very hard and meet with a lot of different folks to tell them about really the the different things that PORAC uh, brings to bear. As you said, we've got uh, school police and as members and that's one of the big things that we're talking about now in this country uh, following Parkland and, and the shooting there about school safety and PORAC's been integral both in California and now on a state or on a national level um, advocating for better uh, or safer schools and better training and uh, information for folks to know about what our school resource officers do. What do you think was our uh, our biggest takeaway from going to Washington, D.C.? Well, as you know, I, I had the opportunity to go and uh, participate in the Department of Justice Officers Safety and Wellness uh, group meeting here last week. And I found that really interesting uh, that this group gets together and talks about really uh, the things that unfortunately have caused uh, line of duty death and and the two biggest things are not wearing your seatbelt and not wearing your vest and so we spoke a lot about that and the things that are kind of coming down the down the pipe to make officers safer and and part of that is having a good uh, educational, piece and making sure that officers know that, you know, you got to wear your vest and you got to wear your seatbelt. Yeah, uh, my definitely, my takeaway was the ability that we have to provide resources to these members of Congress and the Senate and the fact that we do represent so many specialized law enforcement professions throughout the state of California. And as you stated earlier with the Parkland shooting, obviously school safety was a huge issue. Uh, We were able to uh, reach out to some of our friends who deal with school police and, uh, you know, get some insight. So when we have these conversations with these elected officials, there's a lot of things that can be done quickly, relatively inexpensive. It's just a matter of whether in Washington, D.C., they want to do those things. My other big takeaway from the meeting in D.C. was, you know, letting them know that we want to play a bigger role in providing input uh, like you said, you went to uh, Department of Justice, had a, a meeting uh, that you went out there for. And I'm trying to get more West Coast representation on some of these meetings because I know with Washington, D.C. being on the East Coast, and it's probably easier to have some of those uh, peace officers from those agencies attend those type of meetings. But I think it's vitally important that California plays an important role and provides input on a variety of law enforcement issues nationally. Um, I do feel that uh, we have uh, we do wonderful law enforcement in California. I think we're cutting edge 
in a variety of areas, uh, which I think are important to the communities that we serve. Uh, we're moving forward with a lot of technological advances. Um, you know, my department, which was really known for its community-oriented policing and continues to do that, um, really put us on the map. And I think it's important that you and I, when we go back to D.C., we're able to take these things, our successes, from our respective agencies and let them know this is what's working and this what is not what is what was <laughs> this is not what is working. Um, but also, you know, we went there with the goal of making sure that the federal grants stayed in place, which are so important, so important for the law enforcement agencies, not only in the state of California, but nationally, because so difficult for agencies to absorb all these training costs and these specialized costs that are associated with some of these programs. Um, so it was really our endeavor to make sure that they didn't cut those programs. Well, and having the resources that we have with 70,000 members uh, and such a diverse group of, of folks from park police and school police and airport police and deputies and police officers, uh, probation officers, um, that's having that ability to go back there and network, right, Our one of our primary uh, missions, um, to be able to draw from those resources and be able to put somebody forward or a, a specialist forward who, who's been in that field, that specialty field, and be able to talk about their experiences and relate those to our uh, nation's leaders, that's invaluable. And being a group that's as big as we are, we have, a, I think, an obligation and a responsibility to do that. I agree with you. And let's, uh, let's transition from the East Coast, Washington, D.C., to uh, California now. And uh, first, before we start talking about the legislative piece, why don't we talk a little bit about some of your experience as a police officer in Sacramento, um, what you know, you have experiences that you'd like to share, or just talk in general about some of the things that you've done with the Sacramento PD. I love being a cop in this city, and uh, being the state uh, capital or the capital of the state of California. Um, we're one of those unique places that has a small town feel, but is is a big city, and and you know the sausage gets made here, right? Just a couple of feet from where we're sitting. But I've always really, uh, when I look back on the time that I've spent in uniform over the last 20 years, uh, the, the best times that I think I've had are being a motor cop. I, I loved riding around. I couldn't believe that they would actually pay somebody to ride around on a motorcycle and write people tickets. And uh, traffic safety has always been very important to me. So um, to be able to do that, do something that you love um, and have fun doing it, man, it just is... I will always think about that time as as the best in my career. That's great. And, uh, you know, for me, being down in San Diego, we're obviously a beach community. Um, you know, when I was in the Navy, that's what brought me down there. Uh, I decided I wanted to stay there and join the local police department, and, and I did. And I worked a variety of street assignments throughout the city of San Diego. But uh, my big takeaway from uh, being in law enforcement is working in a beach community, uh, Ocean Beach, California. It was a, uh, a great area. I loved working with the community because they had that vibe of being on the beach. Um, you know, w when you're in those types of communities, you draw a variety of people th from throughout the United States uh, who want to come and visit the beaches. Uh, you know, they, they want to be by the ocean. Uh, ocean Beach has a little dog beach, uh, so you get a, uh, an eclectic group of people who have uh, 
dogs, and dogs love to play in the water. Uh, so I had a wonderful time working in the beach community, connecting with the community members, making sure that they felt safe and secure. Um, I'm a strong believer that uh, you know safe communities are vibrant communities because it allows the community members to be able to participate uh, not only in their politics but within their community, and you create bonds uh, that are um, you know I, I think make communities so much more better uh, than what they are. And I think as peace officers, uh, that's what we do day in and day out uh, throughout the state of California. I think you know we do our jobs exceptionally well. So. Brian, you've been on the job now uh, with PORAC for just about five months. Uh, what do you think? You know, I, uh, I believe that, uh, you know, PORAC is such a unique organization. Uh, the ability for us to adapt quickly to issues that are facing our communities, but also facing our organizations uh, statewide and nationally, um, make us unique. And the fact that the entire leadership of PORAC are all active officers uh, who are concerned about our working environments, our working conditions, our pay and benefits, uh, making sure that our communities that we're serving are safe, that we're building those relationships that are so important to our job and getting out there and, and talking to people and getting a better understanding because I really do believe that the silent majority absolutely supports us in what we're doing um, every day. And it's just that it's, it's difficult sometimes to, uh, to hear those people over the rhetoric that's currently being, uh, you know, that we're currently hearing. Such a watershed time for our profession. Absolutely. I agree 100%. And, uh, you know, I think what's going to be unique about uh, this podcast is, is we're going to be able to dive into some of the legislation. There's some stuff that you may have heard about, obviously, and there's a lot of stuff that you may not have heard about. And uh, that's what we're going to do with this podcast. We're going to talk about a variety of issues outside of legislation, uh, community safety. And uh, I'm excited for where this is going. And uh, hopefully you will listen to our next podcast where we'll start to dive into some of the legislation that's facing our profession, but also our communities and uh, how our community members can turn around and support us uh, during our time of need. Um, so I really hope you enjoyed listening to uh, On the Job with PORAC. Uh, you can catch us on social media uh, at PORAC California for our Twitter handle. Uh, we're PORAC with Facebook. Uh, we're on Instagram and obviously now our new podcast. I'm very excited. How about you, Brent? I'm excited, too. We've got uh, a facelift coming to the magazine. We've got a, a total retool of our social media. This is an exciting time for our organization. Yep. And if you are a PORAC member, uh, go to our website. Uh, all our social media is there. But also, if you're interested in training, uh, top-notch training that PORAC offers, uh, you can check out the calendar. Thank you very much. See you on the next podcast. That's it for this episode. Make sure you tune in next time as we discuss the issues that matter. 